Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Reality. Raj, I'm home. Uh, okay, Eric. ¿Qué pasó? This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Buen día, mi gente. Hoy ha sido un día muy hectic. A very, very busy day, so we're like going a little crazy. Sometimes I feel like you always just make yourself like pseudo busy. Really? You were genuinely you busy. You just saw me on a Zoom call, a business call, because I'm cooking something. Okay. I'm cooking some ducky series for you guys. And he basically says I'm doing okay. BS. Today she was actually working, but she always... And yesterday I worked always, all day. She always acts like, oh, my day is so busy. I'm like, what is your day busy doing? I've been busy. Posted on Instagram, which no, we No, I've about. been busy. I've been busy in taking care of, of the family, and I've been busy in developing she, things. But when this whole thing is over... Um, we can get some money, dude. I always feel like she's pretending to be busy for some reason. There's, she's wow. busy, the busiest person I know that's in quarantine that's got nothing to be busy about. I'm very busy. I'm very busy. I don't get it. Ocupadita, So today's episode, well, we have a, we have a few surprises in store for today's uh, show, but one thing, we finally finished, I think, our new favorite show. Success. How you say it again? We said it again, and I, I still can't pronounce it. It's my Suc- favorite show. You know how to say succession. it? Succession. Succession. She said it. You said it right for the succession. first time. Succession. I know. What do you that show say? is it? Succession. No, you, succession. Succession. <laughs> that show is bonkers. And now is a. Bonkers. And we have a good guest. We have Machen. Machen Amick. Who's that's a, a different, a difficult one for me to pronounce as well. Machen Amick is a, a 
great friend of mine. Actually, I've known her for since we first started dating. This and was awesome. my very first pilot ever. She's incredible. Um, we have a lot to talk about, and it's funny because she's a huge Succession fan, so it ties in. But also, I feel like this world of Succession ties a little bit into our wacky ass entertainment business. That's totally that's a media empire. So yeah. there's similarities, and all of our studios are owned by you know big conglomerates like that. I don't know. There's some wacky people in our business. We're going to talk wacky about wacky people. So for for those of you that don't know Succession, Start, uh, check no it way. out. It's um, about this incredibly dysfunctional family. And I was talking to Eric about different topics They're that an, not they, just a, dis- a dysfunctional, an uber wealthy, uber wealthy, uber. So wealthy. I have a question for you. Would you like would would you have liked to be born with that amount of wealth where everything is absolutely possible, but it will most likely bring immense disruption between the family because of greed? When you look at a show like that and the amount of wealth they have, do you go for a second, oh man, I wish I had all that money? Well, let me just step back and put something in perspective before I answer that question, because this ties into wealth and it puts it in a way that I find so tangible. First of all, you know I'm all obsessed. I'm obsessed with Uberfax. Uberfax broke down Bill Gates' wealth. Now, Bill Gates is far wealthier than our boy on Succession. Bill Gates has more dollars than you have seconds left in your life. That doesn't make me feel. I would love to have Bill Gates' money. If Bill Gates spent one million a day. It would take him about 291 years to go broke. I would love to have Bill Gates' money. Bill Gates has given away more than $28 billion since 2007. I would love to have me. <laughs> Bill Gates' money. Even with all the family drama? Dame, no me importa el family drama. What? No me importa nada. No. Quiero el go. bijujo. You know what's bijujo? It sounds like a blowjob. Be- but... Ooh, no, is money. Anyways. Oh. So, but I don't care about Bill Gates, honestly. Do you? No, no, my point is that's when you how look wealthy. at that show, it's it was wonderful. We were teaching our kid, uh, Sabella, uh, because Sabella has this tendency to come over to me because, Mom, are we rich? And I said, Sabella, why are you asking me that? It's not about that. Isn't that funny? And she goes, and then I explained to her the difference between rich and wealth. So, anyways, when you look at that show, when you look at that show, do you go, oh man, I wish I could live like that? Okay, all that wealth. Here's the thing between you and I. Yeah, listen. I also tell Sabella, it's not about money. It's about happiness. That's the most important thing in the world. We of did course. explain to her the difference of wealth and rich because she thinks, I mean, look, every kid thinks they're rich she and they have $20 in the piggy bank. She has a great. piggy bank with $200 or something and she thinks that I, she's a millionaire. I funny. don't like discussing topics like that with kids. I think it's irrelevant and not important. And then you end up with kids like you have on Succession, spoiled and brats. Um, but I don't, I don't know if I could compromise all of that like love and family and happiness to be i just want a piece of that richness i don't need that rich so he said he just wants a little piece and be miserable and be miserable i won't be miserable baby. You I, won't, I won't be miserable you, you wouldn't no, be happily you would be happily married most likely i'll be you'd very be, happy why, why, how come i wouldn't be happily married do you know how many people how many people in this world are married for the money and they have zero relationship i'm not saying no i'm they not just saying live off the money excuse me excuse me i'm not saying that i'm marrying anybody for the money i'm just saying i would love to have I'm that amount saying, of wealth you know you know how i feel when i see for the money but look at the do you think they're all happy in their no, relationship, even listen, though they have all that no, money? Listen, listen to me. No, this, those, those are two different topics. I'm no. not saying that money buys happiness. I'm not saying that 
Wealthy people don't have issues. Most likely, the more money, the more problems. So that's how it goes. More, more money, more problems. So Small says. How do you say that? More money, more problems. More money, more problems. So. But you're saying you would take the problems for the me. money. No, I'm saying I'm saying that I would love to have that yeah, amount of money. You would I would take love the to problems. fly private all the time. I would love to just that yacht uh, at the end of yacht. the season two is. I want to travel the world. Nuts. I just want to have all that but money, that and I feel like I, I like my life doesn't belong to me. Because you like to live in experience. I come. I like to live in experience. I come coming across awful. No, guys, I do understand. Yeah, most, you, did, you did this to yourself. I did this to myself. Let me get out of the hole. Let me get out of the hole. No, you're in the hole. You said you would take the money over the problem. I'll for a hundred percent for sure, baby. But anyways, listen to me. So no. you would sacrifice the happiness. No, I'll be happy and I'll have a lot of money because I would but work you'd be hard. Miserable in your I will life. teach my kids the importance. You know what? Can I do but something? Your kids are not. They're I don't, smart. They can you know what? There's, a, there's a there's a Cuban American. No, a fully Cuban family that is very 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 wealthy. They're pretty pretty much all okay. Miami. You know their music. You know them. They're beloved by a lot, a lot of people. They 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 have a lot of money and they taught their kids. At a very young age, you want money, you go work. Like and Bill Gates. Kids, yeah. Bill so, Gates apparently did that with his so kids. I'll, None of the kids were given I'll, billions. I'll do the same thing. Okay. But it doesn't but, mean that I don't want to have the but billions. But that wasn't your question. Your question was comparing the family in succession. Would you sacrifice the happiness and all that drama for the money? You said yes. I think you're no, crazy. No, I want to be happy. Because I, I think in I hindsight, wanna, you'd be miserable. I don't want to have a dysfunctional family, but I do want to have all that money. You don't answer that Am I you're, awful? you're dodging the bullets right now. No, because I think one thing has something to do with the other. But what, you, that was your question. It, it was your question. Okay. Is it possible to have a family that is that wealthy and doesn't have that level of well, again, dysfunction and that level of horrible, ugly behavior? I know nothing about the Gates family, but they don't strike me as the same as the, the, the Roy family from Succession. Logan Roy. They don't... He's pretty awful. He's pretty awesome, but he's pretty awful. Incredible actors. Every single actor on the show, every single character is perfection. All right. Well, here's a question for you. So, I mean, well, I'm an only child. You know, I mean, I have a half brother, but I grew up an only child. Um, you come from a, a big family. You have a total of four of you in the family, right? Yeah. Now, do you think there's a favorite in your family? Oh my god! Well, I know in succession, it's clear that there seems to be favorites, but it shifts constantly. Do you well, think you have Kendall a family favorite? is a favorite. Well, he's the love hate favorite. Yeah. Um. Uh, we're four. I have three brothers. Uh, I, we always thought, listen, I know my parents loved each other beyond belief and unconditionally, but it's like very different relationships. Every single kid has a different relationship with mom and mom and dad. We, I grew up thinking that the favorite was Georgie, my, my, the youngest one of the boys, Jorge Luis, because Georgie was always like the super smart, the lighter skin, the very good looking Son, what does that have to do with the lighter skin? What do you always say? No, that's ridiculous. Because in my family, that's my, that's mom, ridiculous. My, mom, my mom like my mom is very dark and she likes she likes light skin. That's why she loves you. <laughs> anyway, and Georgie was always very quiet and and just like a very very unique uh, child. And my mom adored adored him. And Franco was like the like the black sheep. Franco was always like the problematic one. Pito was already like almost like an adult when I was born. Right, so, so, Pito, what, so what you're telling me is Georgie. Georgie was a favorite. favorite. Mom, maybe I'm wrong. And then then I came and I'm the only girl. Wait, wait. So you think you're the second favorite? I think I'm the first one technically because I'm the girl and my mom wanted to have a girl. So I, I, I might be, drop. I, know, I think. Uh, this so you is think a, you're the favorite? 
<laughs> you think you're the favorite. You just no. kicked Georgie aside now. My dad. Because you're no. the girl. So my dad, I think, is Franco because Franco is like an extension of him. Franco is the black sheep. My father is a black sheep. So even though my father acts like like Franco is a problem, my, my, my father will die for Franco. And then Peter's like always male. been very independent. Peter's a doctor. Peter is the one that is like the voice of reason of the family. So Peter's Pito. And then Georgie is the favorite. And then I'm well, you like... You said you were the favorite because you were the girl. I'm and... the queen. Interesting. So, I don't know what to say. Can I answer something? How can how can this always? Um, I think about this a lot. It's like how in how insane that you have like for example, my family we're four, same upbringing, same mom, same dad. My parents are still together for fifty something years, and we are all we are all so different. How is that possible? It freaks me out. I mean, we're seeing it with our kids now. It's it's the craziest thing how DNA just makes up that individual and they come out with this soul, the spirit that's unlike the other one. No matter what you do, it just shows you that the, the family side is, is one contributing factor to how the kid turns out, but they're hardwired a certain way. It's really You know, crazy. you just expand on their hardwiring because you can't change because, because how they're born. I'm like super ambitious. And then Franco, one of my brothers that is, I love Franco so much. Franco is from all, from the entire family. Franco has the kindest heart. Super loving. Uh, uh, super loving. I just like, like, but to me, I always looked at Franco like Franco's always so content. Is that a word? Mm -hmm. He's, he's Franco, happy with life. Franco he doesn't need is, the money. Franco is, yeah. Is very, Franco is just content with the same pair of jeans for two weeks. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He just wants to have his beer and be happy that's and just I, watch that's sports. I, to Franco. I could be in my jeans and a no, t shirt all day. No, every you day. can. BS. BS. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're like a t-shirt jean kind of guy, which is uh, sad, but no, you're not like Franco. Anyways, and then you have Georgie that is always dressed like mint and like super clean, super metrosexual. And then you have Pito that is also like super metrosexual with his cigar and like very pristine. And then you have me that I just... Diva. What, what's me? <laughs> Diva. No, listen, I'm still an you island said, girl. I'm the queen. Island I'm, my I'm ass. I'm still an island girl. Island the heart. my ass. Oh my God. Tú sabes que yo soy una niña humilde. De, en, en realidad, óyeme, la, la gente, la gente en español. Yo soy ambiciosa, yo tengo mucha ambiciosa, a mí me encanta el dinero, me encanta vivir bien, no lo voy a negar, pero en realidad yo soy una persona bien humilde. Yo vine, yo vine de una familia humilde. You're an island girl at your heart when you're sitting there eating la capulia, deep fried and straight up cornmeal fried. Exactly. That's when you're an island girl. Uh, and I do. I <laughs> the rest don't. of the time, blow dry the hair, <laughs> straight as can be. <laughs> High heels all the time, constantly. I'm in the I'm, I'm in the big city all so the time. So I'm a, look at me. I'm a very dimen like two, not even two. I'm a I'm a three or three three three. three, three. I'm a Plant. three dimensional character. I can be an island girl. I can be from the ghetto, and I can be very pristine. Okay. You have it all, baby. Like my hair, talented, kinky, curly, wave your straight. Wow. However you want it. Interesting. However I want it. However you want it, baby. So here, <laughs> this is a trip. What? Okay, so. This is something, you know, this is an interesting piece of conversation here. So there's this couple on the show, Shiv. She's the only girl. Siobhan. Siobhan of the family. Kind of like name. you. Kind of like you. The only girl of the family. And three brothers. Family, you're right. right. She is the princess. She's the diva. On her wedding night, she drops the bomb to her future husband, Tom, who's a fucking great character, uh, that she cheated on him. Had an affair and wants to marry him, but wants an open relationship. So, uh, 
Princessa. Are you joking right now? <laughs> That's, like, where, you, are, we, where, you're, where, where you, are we going you with wanna this? You want to be this family? You want to have all that money? I don't want to be the, the princess Logan. I don't want to be the, the Logan family. You're the princess in the family. I want to be the up? Sanchez What's up Empire. with our, our open relationship? Can we have an open relationship? Are you joking? <laughs> That's what Shiv did. That's what. Do you think you could handle that? An open relationship? Yeah. Spice it up. Oh my God, guys. <laughs> I'm speechless right now. This is really interesting. Let me think about no, this one. They have a pensar. They have a pensar. So, what is the name of the character, Tom? Tom. Tom acts like he's okay with it until yeah, yeah. the shit hits the fan and he realizes this is not who I am. I'm out. So, would I do that? Would I be I like, can't... yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one day be like, you're disgusting. I'm out. I, I don't know. Let me think about this I'll give you one. my answer after you give me yours. Well, let me ask you something. So, so what are we talking about? Are you bringing a girl or bringing a, a well, I ain't guy? I'm going to bring a dude in. I'm not, I'm not into that. What if I so want a dude? I'm, then I'm out. I'm not into oh, that. Oh, that's not fair then. I'm so you, you want to have an open relationship with just women. Well, open. open but if I want to see, if I want, like, to, if I want to see the little dicky dicky of another guy, oh I God. can't. Are no, you no, open relationship is two things. Open relationship means you can go off on your own. Doesn't necessarily mean having threesomes. You can go off on your own and just have an affair and it's okay. So they're going on their own. No, well, she no, also she offered also a offered a threesome, a threesome with a girl, with a and girl. he freaked out. Exactly. That's when he freaked out. So basically, what Eric Winter is telling Rosalind... I'm not telling you. I'm asking you how you would feel about it. And then I'll tell if you If I want to have a, an open... If you can bring a girl here? Yeah. Well, no, does you, it have a friend or an unknown? What do you, what do you prefer? Ugh. <laughs> and then do I do everything and you watch? Or do you, are, do I you get involved? I ain't watching. I'd be getting involved if I didn't no, Dude, I'm not gonna have any other relationship with you or nobody. Here's Don't the thing. worry about it. Because you know it starts fun and then at the end of the day it breaks marriages. Here's apart. the thing. I Oh my I, god, Eric the Swinger! No, no, I, haven't, I haven't no, given my I haven't given my my my, my answer yet. What? I think I'm more like Tom in this situation. Like in theory it sounds oh wow, so exciting and kinky and fun, but I don't think I can handle it. I don't think so either. I actually know I couldn't. <laughs> I'm too jealous with that stuff, whether you had a girl or a guy, because I would be stressed out the whole time. What if I fall in love with the female? Yeah. Well, either if you what fell... if she's caliente? If you fell in love, I mean, listen, it'd be fun for me at first, but then I'd be like, ooh, what if Rosalind likes her more than me? What if Rosalind likes him more than me? What if you find somebody... I would have too many I can't insecurities believe, I about can't it all. I can't believe we're having this relationship, this 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 conversation, I'm sorry. Not succession prompted this conversation. This we talked awful. about it the night we Guys, watched it. Guys, do not watch the session. It puts... Evil thoughts no, inside I'm your mind, you, clearly in the mind no, of my husband. I'm telling you, I couldn't do it. Okay. I don't think I could do it. I know I couldn't do it. Okay. I love you too much. Oh my God. I love you too much. But Thank it was you. a fun thing to think about I after that. It. After watching them have a fucking meltdown over they it. They did have a meltdown. It was a disaster. I don't even know if their marriage is going to survive. I don't think so. Again, that's the, the, the catch 22 of it all, right? Oh my God. So what happens if your parents were to get divorced? Have you ever been, I mean, I've been in you know a situation where my parents have been divorced, obviously, and remarried and all that, but... Could you, could you deal with a relationship like that if you weren't fond of the new spouse? Um, because clearly the family doesn't like I don't the know new wife. Any, I don't know Eric because that hasn't been my life no, at but all. We're, have, neither has open relationships, right? I know, There's but I, don't, I, I can't even think about if my parents got divorced and then he remarried somebody or my mom. My mom would, my mom would be like, like your mom, like stay single and die single. Um, my father for sure would have just move on i don't know i mean uh, i think it would have been it's shocking it doesn't matter how you look at it but i do know i have friends and i do know people that they're actually very fond and love their stepmothers or stepdads you know 
So I think if, if you're lucky enough to to live through an experience that the other person, the third person coming in, it's it's a it's a good human being, you know, and is respectful of the kids and tries her best or his best to incorporate into the family in a healthy way, I think I'd be fine with it. Now, let's say that they had like you come from a well-to-do family and you know that the, the, the that woman is coming in for the money, then I would yeah, I'll Listen, be a shiv. Having a step parent is one of the most difficult things, period, unless you're just blessed with a great situation. Um, I've been through it. It's tough. You did know, you get along with, when you when your mom remarried? Did you get along with with uh, my, the not, new husband? No, it was it was tough. It was tough for a lot of years. You know, you ever ups got and down. Into a fist fight with him? No, but close. Really? A couple times, close a couple times. But it got look. It, there was ups and downs to the whole thing. There was good days, bad days. But it is tough. It's tough uh, having a step parent. I, and let I me. Mean, there's some people. It's, it's seamless, and I admire those yeah. people for for it being like that. Yo, know, my brother Georgie, the favorite. Has um, no. What am I talking about? I'm talking about yeah, she well, must no. be married before. Yeah, sure, but they, is, but they have a great relationship, though. No, but yes, her, her ex do. and that whole family is a great relationship. Yeah, so the do. step, he's a step parent, Georgie, and he they have a great relationship with with Paulina. And, they do. You know what I mean? It's, that's the ideal situation yeah. in, in my world. Um, have you ever dated anybody with a drug problem or or a recovering addict like Kendall Roy? Could you handle that? I love Kendall Roy. He's the. Boss. I want to save Kendall Roy. God, he's I so want to save his soul, he's so his good. life. He's so smart. He's awesome. Uh, what is the name of the actor? Jen, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Strong. Strong. Jeremy Strong. You're incredible. Beast. You're a beast. Um, did I ever? You know what? Um, yeah, but I didn't know it until after the fact that all the nosebleeds were. Probably not because he was an ex-boxer. It's because he was doing something else. And I didn't know he had a, an emotional issue and he was taking medication for that. Um, I was very young. So, yeah, I, I I have. And it was brutal. I've had a similar experience. You know, I, I also found out. I think, I think we've talked about this on the, on the podcast. I don't want to be repetitive. But found out on a first date that she had just got done with rehab and recovered from a heavy coke and speed addiction. And was smoking cigarettes. And what is speed? Another type of drug. That makes and, you speedy, like Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, it gives you a rush. Okay. Um, and I thought, oh wow, okay, I, I, no, and you no problem. It, you thought I'll it was fascinating. No, it was I thought I could fix her. I thought I could help. I thought Did I could you make fix her? It. Nope. <laughs> I became what you call as controlling because I tried to help her stop smoking and be healthier. Oh wow! It was deemed as I was controlling, trying to help. There you go. Okay. That's what you get with that. Okay. Anyways, this show, I mean, look, we can go on and on about all the fucking problems in this family. I mean, the one, you know, one other topic we were laughing about is the, the older brother who started dating a hooker and falls for the hooker. The a whole call family, girl. a, call like girl, an escort, like like an a classy, good looking yeah. escort. She's actually really cool. whole family falls for her. She's super cool. And he wants it to be a serious relationship. I mean, have any of your... They don't accept it. What do you mean they fall for it? They don't accept no, it No, the, the, they, they, the whole family knows, I'm sorry, the whole family knows that she's a call girl. But he wants to take it to the next step and wants her to be like in a serious relationship. And seeing that dynamic play out, how fucked up that is. I mean, I again, I don't really have any siblings to compare to. But if one of your brothers was dating a call girl and wanted to bring her home to the house, how would you treat the call girl? Me? Yeah, if you knew she was a call girl. But she was super nice and super cool. Would you be sweet back or would you be? I'll be sweet back. I don't think my parents will handle it. So you'd be my cool that she's a call like, girl? Um, I would not like it. But um, let me judge um, her as a human being instead of what she wow. does for a living. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. What it is. What am I gonna do? Tell yeah. my brother not to do it. No, that surprises me. I'm not. I'm not even joking. That I. I. It wouldn't I be my preference.
No, 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 it wouldn't be my preference. I'd rather him date somebody else. But at the end of the day, it's all about what's inside. Beauty from within. Signs from within. I know, I don't know. I think I'll be whatever. I just have to meet her and I would judge my decision accordingly. So you'd be cool like if your brother came over to the house with this hooker and our kids were here and you know she's a hooker and everybody's hanging out and she's super sweet and loving and she's playing around with the kids and you'd be okay with that. Um, and then she's hanging out with me in the back and we're like having <laughs> drinks and we're chatting and you're cool. She, he's asking if I would have a problem if one of my brothers dates a call girl or an escort or a hooker. Like in succession. Like in, yeah, in succession. And then that girl comes to our house, is uh-huh. playing with the kids. She's sitting in the backyard with me and we're just having a well, she drink. She doesn't have to be next to you, but if she's right. kind she's to me. She's your new If she's kind, respectful, sweet, and she's cool to my kids. I'm fine because she's a she's a, a human being. She's gonna be your. Do sister-in-law. I want her around you? No. So I can't talk to your sister-in-law. I will. I will just have to see her behavior, how she deals with the way she looks at you, the way she talks to you. So the way... get another drink. I, I need to listen. I'm, I'm all about ever. energy and vibe. I have to see the vibe, and then I'll act accordingly. This ain't going well. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna take a little break, and when we come back, my dear friend Machen Amick is joining us. Ex Witches of East End cast member, all around talented actress, mom, wife. She's the bomb. She's been in the business for how long? Forever, many, 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 many forever. Years. So we'll be right back with Major. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. As I said, we were going to come back with my good friend, Machen Amick, who I'm super excited to have on our show. Machen, okay, first of all, your demographic goes across like, I don't know how many generations. Let's talk about you started with Twin Peaks from forever ago. Yep. Twin Peaks Revival, yep. Damages, Californication, Gossip Girl, which is a V-stand. Yep. And now, like the hottest show on the CW period, Riverdale. It's, yes. I, mean, I feel like every age group knows exactly who you are, has <laughs> been with you through your whole journey <laughs> since the beginning. My fans are, you know what? Here's the thing. My fans start in diapers <laughs> and they end in diapers. Oh, I got the whole gamut. That's perfect. I got the whole thing. It's That's so perfect. true. It's so true. And what people may not know. So Machen, as like a veteran actress, was a part of a show that we, it was my very first pilot, like real TV experience ever. A show called Viva La. Was that was my first pilot. First pilot to series, oh. first anything like that, other than like a guest stars and stuff like that. We did a show called yeah. Viva Laughlin back when yeah. movie stars like Hugh Jackman weren't even doing television yet. He was our executive producer. He was starring in our show. We had to sing yeah. and dance. Yeah. We had, I thought it was such yeah. a kick-ass show, and it just came on the wrong network at the wrong time, and it got yeah. – I never forget you calling me saying you were half in makeup, half your face done, and we got canceled. I was. I was there, like, getting ready for the day. I literally had, like, you know, hair was kind of, like, in pin curls. Half my face was on. And we had a guest star that had been filming during the beginning of the day. And then he came in, and he was, like, wiping off all of his makeup. And he was like, oh, well, I guess it was a good run, huh? And I was like, you know, <laughs> oh, and you know who that so was? You heard it through a guest star? You know who I think it was? Wasn't it Nicholas Gonzalez? Yeah. Was it oh, him that was playing a boxer? And he was like, yeah, yeah, they, they canceled us. It was This was even before, like, lunch, like, lunch break. And he was like, yeah, we, they canceled us. I was like, you're really funny. That's cute. And he goes, oh, you didn't hear? <laughs> and I was like, no. And then I started like, um, guys, hello, anybody? And, uh, yeah, we were canceled. That's the kind of – We aired what, one episode? We aired two. Two episodes, and then we two. were can't we were gone. Thankfully, we got canceled before my singing debut – because I sang in episode three. Me, oh, I think too. we sang together, I think. In, <laughs> it together. was R.E.M. It was in excess. <laughs> in excess and R.E.M. In excess. In excess. <laughs> oh, no. Believe me. Like, this was like, this. it was, uh, the inspiration was Singing Detective, which was brilliant. Yes. I don't know if you, did you ever see? No, I thought it was, Detective? I thought it was, um, Viva and, Blackpool. Was it, was oh, like, Viva Blackpool. Yes. Well, so, so it started at Singing Detective. Viva Blackpool was then, like, reincarnation of singing detective 
and then we were copying Viva Black Girl. Oh, so it was like a third third generation well, of guy, like the singing yeah. cop show. It was. But then, but it was like before anybody was ready to accept that. In in it was so brilliantly done. It was amazing. You know, in British television, but you know we couldn't figure amazing. it out. So, <laughs> but I was I was the same thing. I breathed such a sigh of relief. I was like, oh, but thank God we got canceled before the singing debut. <laughs> I, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, no one got to hear my voice because I I don't know how I pulled yep, that off. Yeah. And then from then, you obviously you know, we both went off and did our own things, and then we reunited. Quite a few years later, like nine years later, I feel like something like that, maybe. Yeah, sounds right. Uh, more than that, because my like kid's that. eight, and Sabella was just born. Yeah, so like, yeah, nine years. Oh, yeah, she was born. Well, I re- so I-, I remember when we were filming Viva Laughlin. Do you remember me begging you constantly, please have children with Rod. Please <laughs> no have way, children with Rod. Really? They're gonna be. Yes, I was like, oh, they're gonna be the most beautiful humans ever. Aww, Please, that's so awesome. and then you finally did, did. and then you had them. <laughs> you called it then, yeah. and then a bunch of years later, it happened. I did. It Aww. happened. It did. We did. We did Witches of East End again. We did two seasons. Got the axe after two seasons, yeah. but we had a lot of fun. Made some lifelong friends. Yeah. No, we had a lot. that was a great show. We have a lot. We have so many avid fans still, still from that. Been trying to get a revival to happen we for ha- so long. Like, I think we got to do something. I know we have to. Fans keep asking for it. We have to do a, 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 at least a movie. You I'm know? with you. Like a two-hour whatever. I'm with you. We're gonna put that together. That's gonna be the next thing. You talked to, to Jenna about that. I talked actually, to I talked yeah. to Maggie about it, who said she had talked to Jenna about it in the past, and so I asked Jenna how far yeah. she got, and Jenna yeah. was like. It was tough with the studio, so I tried to talk to the studio. I was just trying to see what we could find out, and it's if we yeah. we can consolidate our efforts and maybe we can make something happen. But what made it worse is that literally the moment after they canceled us, the head of the network was doing press for some other project, and they immediately asked him like, "Why did you cancel Witches of East End?" And he said, "You know what? I really regret it." Oh God! I'm like the day yeah. after. And, and yeah, but like once they like cancel it, then they release rights and, you know, get that yeah, all I remember reading that. It was worst decision. But he said, yeah, he regretted it. He was like, I shouldn't have made that decision. I should have hung on longer. It's unreal. My, the, the yeah. path this whole business will take you on. Now, one thing that we wanted to ask you, and Roz and I were looking at this, and I didn't even know this. Is it true that you dropped out of school at high school at 16 to pursue acting? Is that a true story? Yes. So growing up in Reno, Nevada was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I made a plan at 14 that I was going to get the F out of there. And so um, I loved, you know, movies. I wanted to become an actress. I wanted to, so I started like studying people and it seemed like everybody started really young. So I was like, oh, well, I got to get going there. That's a good excuse to get out of Reno, Nevada. So I went to my parents with a plan at 14 and I had come down to visit my sister who was doing um, hair in LA. I just visited her briefly. And while I was here, I took, took advantage and I went and I uh, walked into elite models and said, will you represent you walked me? In? I'd already done like photo shoots and things. I walked That's in awesome. and this, this agent at elite uh, Elizabeth, she was like, you know, second senior agent kind of thing. So she had some clout, but not final say. And she said, okay, you're 14 and you're not even five, six. She said, we don't even see people, you know, unless they're five, eight. She said, but I have a feeling about you and I'm willing to take a chance. I think that you'll, you can get work. 
come back at 16 emancipated and I'll represent you. So then I went back to my parents and I had this whole plan laid out and um, they like, I wasn't a child that was like, Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Like I was pretty mm-hmm. like focused and driven. So when I came to them with this, they were like, okay, I think we got to figure this out because there's no stopping her. So if we don't go along with it, she's just going to leave. <laughs> so I got emancipated. I came back to LA at 16. I went to the Screen Actors Guild and looked on the cork board for people renting rooms. We found uh, an older acting coach couple that were renting a room. They seemed safe and cool. And, um, and then from there, I got a commercial agent and then a theatrical agent. But I was from like eight in the morning to eight at night going on go see after go see, you know, music videos, commercials, print work, anything that I could to pay awesome. the bills. Oh, I made them a deal. If I, if I can't pay my bills within a year, I'll come back home and finish school. Wow. So I was, I was driven. My mom just told me like not too long ago, we were kind of reminiscing and talking about stuff. And she said that, you know, that you were paying for yourself it within three months and you paid me back anything that I kind of fronted to you within a year. That's beautiful. That's incredible. I continued school though. I was going to Hollywood high doing, getting my GED, you know, going in, taking my tests. So So, you graduated. Yeah. I was ready to go. So I graduated. (laughs) (laughs) Then let me ask you this as a mom of two, if either of your kids were to say, okay, mom, (laughs) I want to drop out. Really? No. You wouldn't let it happen? Even with your same determination, they said, I know what I want to do. This is my passion. Especially now that we know how hard this fucking business is. (laughs) You're like, this is my passion. I want to be an actress. Well, see, that's, that's the problem is that I now have this, you know, oh gosh, what is that? I started in 87. So 33 years in the business. Right. And so I know how hard it is. So now that I have all that knowledge, you know, so they've, they both started talking about wanting to do music and wanting to get into acting. And I was like, that's fine, but you got to get a college education. Yeah, and they're so both, they both incredibly talented. What about, what about talented. you, Eric? Would you be comfortable if Isabella says to you? Hell, I can answer that right now. Hell really? no. There's no, <laughs> there's no way. Even like you, she's more like both of your kids are pursuing, you know, entertainment paths and they both, I mean, amazing voice rapping. I mean, they're both are super talented. I mean, you're, but your husband's a musician as well. You're an actor. I mean, you guys have all that in your family. It's in the genes. Yeah. But, and I don't yeah. know if I'm pretty confident about it. I'm not sure that she, <laughs> this is what she's going to end up doing. I don't know. Maybe we're wrong. But I. Watch her be the next male. <laughs> Shame on you. I don't think so, though. I would love that. But I don't think so. I don't think so. It's so sad. I was hoping for a dancer. I'm going, listen, uh, I danced my whole life. Maybe I can get, and then I quit ballet because it was too difficult and, and uh, there was no money. In ballet, and I was hoping, you know what? When I have a, a girl, she's gonna be a, a figure skater. Is the closest thing to a, like like a ballerina, right? Or like a ballerina? And yeah. she's been dancing since she started like a three and a half, and she's still doing it twice a week. But I I don't have any ballet. She, she's super <laughs> sports driven. She's a great great tomboy at sports skills. But she's yeah. dancing because I'm no, making her dance, not because she really cares or, or has the ability. I'm with you. Like at, yeah. knowing what we know about the business, there's no way I would let either of them drop out of high school, no, no. way. And even no. then I would be like you probably in saying <clears throat> the college is non-negotiable. You're going to go to college, you get a degree. If you want to pursue something on the side while you're in college, go for it. We'll support you, right. but you're going to right. get, you need some kind of foundation when all the shit hits the fan so you can get. Yeah. Up. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, I have a ballet background too. I started dance when I was like, you know, I started tap when I could barely stand. And then I went into ballet. My first dream was to become a prima ballerina. Me too. And I, I uh, visited, I had an older stepsister. She was a beautiful ballerina. And um, she tried to make it happen in New York. And, you know, she just would tell me all these stories about, like, just how hard it was and how hard it was on your yeah. body. And I was like, uh, at, at, when, at some point, I just was like, I guess I can't pursue this yeah. anymore. But I had, you know, I had entertainment in my blood, so I had to figure That's something out. That's what happened to me. To me, it was like dancing on point. I, I <clears> love it. And I think it's a dream every time I see uh, anybody doing it, but I, it was too painful for me. And then the dedication was too out of control. And I knew th then, okay, if I'm yeah. making, then wh what's next, what's next, you know? And I, but I do know I have an artistic right. vein. Right. I do. I, I want to be part of, I want to be a performer, but it ain't going to be ballet, you know, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You two have yeah. a lot in common when it yeah. comes to that. Cause you guys both clear vision. You both knew you wanted to do entertainment. There was no yeah. questions asked dance background. And then both of you naturally or gradually just, Graduated, graduated into being directors. Both of you pursued this passion of changing your career path in a way. I mean, you're still doing your acting. Yeah. But I know how much yeah. of a passion directing is for you, Machen. And I know for you, Roz, mm -hmm. what you're discovering from it. I mean, did you ever foresee that yeah. as that was part of the plan or this is something you started to, you know, both of you? No, I think it's, I think it started bubbling. Like, uh, you know, I, David Lynch was my mentor. Like, how lucky was I that my first indoctrination into the business was watching a master at work a pure master that changed television that came from a you know endless creative uh vision with no boundaries and that was like uh, it, i'm so fortunate for that to have been my my beginning of my career because then i went into you know i i got the uh pilot for twin peaks when i was 18 and um and then, you know, we finally went to series, but we only had a season and a half. It was only, the first season was only seven episodes. The second one was 22. Um, and that, of course, the network didn't accept it and hated it because David wouldn't follow any yeah. rules. <clears throat> and so they just buried it. But um, I then went into the business and I have to say in my mid twenties, it was really, really hard for me. I almost had to come to terms with did I really want to do this because I start then I went into the big bad world of Hollywood and all of the rules and all of this and complete chaos and no real like uh you know ladder that you can follow or certain rules that you can follow and 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 even through that too like you know you got to talk about what it's like for a young girl coming into Hollywood and the stuff that I was coming up against and the choices I had to make to keep my integrity I want to get into that and um yeah, definitely. So um, I would say in my mid-20s, I realized that when I read a script, it's really super visual for me. And it became something that was like good because it inspired me to get through the project. But I learned pretty quickly that my vision was a lot more optimistic <laughs> than what, like, so I had to start reading scripts on, okay, I got a picture. What's the worst version of this? And then am I okay doing mm -hmm. this, you know, project? That was my, like, showed me, like, oh, okay, there is an avenue here. But I was so busy just making ends meet being an actress that I felt like I didn't really have the time or I had the funds to dedicate to directing because it takes up so much of your time. But it kind of got to a point just within our lives um, and with, like, a mental illness hit our family that I started 
realizing that it was a creative outlet to help others and I had a platform to help others. And it like lit this fire in me that, okay, I need to start making my own content. I have a voice. I have something I want to say. So within, I'd say maybe the last 10 years is when I was like, no, I'm going to get behind the camera. I love being in front of the camera, but I got to get behind the camera. I got, I got other things to say. I love it. I love it. You just did the season finale of Riverdale. You directed that episode, which was incredible. One thing I want to go back to for a second is we, you know, we were just talking about, I know you're a big fan of succession. I know you love the show as well. Yes. We were talking about how fucked up and dysfunctional that world is having so much money and how screwed up a family can yeah. be. And then in a way I was like, this relates to our business a lot because our business is so fucked up. And even though it can yeah. turn out really well for some people and they, some people can make a lot of money. Yeah. Some people they make very little money. It's still a, a really effed up world that we sort of all work in. I, 33 years in the business, Rosalind, you've, got 25 or something as well right mm-hmm. it's like the stories as just as actresses as women i mean just even me i even not not talking like me too type stuff but just horrific treatment by older actors treating young actors like when you come on a set and they act like you're nobody <laughs> and like they were never in your position at any point and don't want to support you you know you know what happened to me like i mean I'm, we're gonna of course talk about you machin but it's so funny um, and I was thinking about this the other day. My first job in English was when I, I moved to New York to do musical theater because I wanted to sing and dance and act. My my The reason I came here yeah. to the States was because my vision was to do Broadway. You know, that's what I wanted. And then funny enough, I've done everything but that. Um, but I remember my first gig was As the World Turns. I did a soap for a year. And there was a lady, I don't even remember her name, but she was like the matriarch of the soap. She won several Emmys. You know, she was like beloved. I don't even know if she's alive. She was much older than me. Um, like the Susan Lucci of As the World Turns. And I was so incredibly yeah. excited that I was going to be able to do scenes with this woman. So I get the gig. It's a three-year contract. I only did one year. And I'll never forget, this is me, my first job ever, you know, in, in English. And we're blocking and we're rehearsing. And we're doing the scene, so we block everything. And then she goes, excuse me, can we do it again? And this time, can you speak English? Oh, oh my God. And the scene was in English. And I remember that it was, I was like, did I hear correctly? I was so intimidated. I oh died God. inside, right? And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. oh, I mean, and, and God bless me. I was, what, 20, 21, oh. 22 years old? If that happens now, I'll... I'll Sure, listen to me. Yeah. It would have been odd, <laughs> like Donkey Kong. What's crazy is that you and stayed I, in the business. Yeah. I, I stayed, and I remember going yeah. back to my apartment that night, crying, saying, "Was I? Should I have said something? Was I? That was disrespectful. Yeah. Did I hear right? It was, and nobody said anything. Nobody protected me, yeah. you know. And I'm going. That was my welcome party within the acting world." Can we do it again yeah. in English when I was clearly speaking in English? How crazy. Have you had anything like that, Majin? Or just like where an actor fully just offended you? Like, oh, like yeah. Just a yeah. complete dick or, you know, a woman who was just horrible to you? Oh, my gosh. I mean, how long is your podcast? <laughs> give, us a good, give, us one, give, give us a couple good stories. I'll tell you one about me, too. Um, well, there's two in particular, I would say, kind of like really like take the cake and really, you know. So I was auditioning for a movie. This was before Twin Peaks. This was like, I was doing bit parts here and there and kind of working my way up. And it was a movie that starred Denzel Washington and Bob Hoskins. And it was about a heart transplant. I I forget. 
I forget the name of it, but um, so there was sort of like um, a supporting character that they, one of them, I think it might've been Bob Hoskins was like searching for, I don't know if it was his daughter and she was like kidnapped and, and being held by the drug dealers or I don't remember exactly what the storyline was, but I remember that I got really far in the, in the audition process. And then I got a call from my agents and they said, they really, really like you and they want to, they want to cast you. So they want you to get a boob job <laughs> uh, because the character runs around in a bikini top and shorts the entire film. And I was like, uh, you know, I'm like 16, oh, 16, wow. 17. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> and they said, oh, no, 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 don't worry. They'll pay for it. My agents, oh, my agents said, no, 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 don't worry. This is how you can, you can have this job. They'll pay for it. And I was like, no, they either want me because they thought I was a good actor. And then I think this is something like, it must be just inside of us. It's probably the same reason why the, when that happened to you, Roz, you didn't stop. It didn't scare yeah. you off. There's something with, with, with us when they, we come up across uh, like, you know, challenge, you're, you either dig down and you're like, you know, can we swear on Yeah, show? I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. um, and, and then you continue on, you know, like in spite of them, or you're just like, wow, this isn't for me. So I was like, no, they're either going to hire me, be, you know, because they thought I was right for the part or they liked what I did or not. If they just want a pair of, you know, tits go hire somebody That's else crazy. they did wow. um the other one was i was doing a show that didn't last long because the la riots happened and they canceled us early um but there was an older established actress uh that we all know well but it was pretty much like a four-person lead show and she was you know she's the she's the veteran she's the bigger name and i came in and the network was wanting to focus a little bit more on my character because it's kind of a good juicy character. I was a spy and, you know, the hot blonde kind of thing. And little by little, like, I started realizing, like, the hairdresser was like, oh, yeah, we, so we need to put your hair up. Uh, so we're going to put in your hair up. And then, you know, somebody else was like, okay, so you're going to, these are, you know, your choices of clothes. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense to what we established. And I finally got word because somebody in the wardrobe department said, just so you know, our lead actress is controlling your look oh, because wow. she doesn't want you to shine. <sighs> so she was mandating that, you know, to just dress me down as much as possible, put my hair up in a bun, put as many, you know, clothes on. And I just was like, are, are you kidding me? So I was like, well, no, that doesn't make sense. I'm just going to, we're going to do whatever's right for the part. So, um, I remember they, they, once again, they were like, okay, we got to put your hair up. And I was like, but we've already shot the scene that this immediately cuts mm -hmm. to makes no sense that I would have my hair up. And so I was basically refusing to do it. And the director came knocking on my door, came into my trailer and said, I just really need you to wear your hair up in this. And I was like, but it makes no sense. We literally are cutting from, I'm, I'm a spy. I'm driving the getaway car. Why, you know, like, like hair change, like makes no sense. And he says, well, look, uh, what I'm gonna have you do is I'm just gonna have you in the scene. I'm gonna have you like twist your hair like in the scene and just put it up and then that'll be the good mm. transition and cut. And I was like, huh, so why are you deciding this, this yeah. needs to happen? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I just think it's the character would do this. And I was like, 
Really? Okay. Such so I, I went, but, but like, you know, I'm making plans in my head. So I go, I twist my hair up in the scene. We do the scene, we drive off. We then cut to, I think maybe the next day, we're doing this really intricate, long walk and talk through this, this huge gala scene. We've got like a legendary actor that I'm walking and talking with. And we're going through and we're talking and we're, hi, hello, hi. And I, so in the scene, got my hair up, we're talking and it's this pretty long scene. So little by little, I'm taking my hairpins out of my hair while we're talking in the scene. And then until we get to the end and I like walk my hair at the end. And the director was like, like a slow motion thing of it. (laughs) Yes, yes. And the director came over and he was like, Major, what are you doing? And I was like, that's what the character does, right? And so he was like, don't, don't do this again. I swear to God, I don't do this. They put my hair oh, back up. God. We did a second take. It was like the middle of the night. It's probably like 2 a.m. Oh, we have to get the shot. Second take. I did the same thing again. Amazing. Got Good to the you. end. Cut, cut, wrap. Pulls me aside. He's like, you know, I, you, you can't, you know, with this and this and that. And I said, you know what? Just be honest with me. Tell me that your lead actress is tripping. Tell me what's going on, and together we can try to figure something out. Don't come to me and tell me that this is what the character does. That's amazing. Because we can do this all series if you'd like. So, you know, again, you know, I'm 22 at this point, but I'm like, guys, come on, that's yeah. not. So it's stuff like that. That I I had mind blowing. I had an experience, but probably my when I you know I haven't had that many horrible experiences but i had one i'll make it fast but i'll even say the name i don't give a shit i did my first like one of my early guest stars ever on the cw funny enough um was a show called just legal with jay brichelle and don johnson and i went to go to set i was playing this guy who like uh was a teacher's assistant who harassed someone and anyways i get to set like the first day of working and i'm working with don and 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 jay and i see don tell the out loud to the director he's like look you got two takes at this. Two takes, I'm out. I never, you know, I've done a couple guest stars. I'm just like sort of seeing what's going on. I'm sure the director looks at him and is like, this is never going to happen. Two takes, but okay. Does one, does right. two. Don says, okay, thank you very much. I'm out. Just leaves the set. The director's like, oh, but I'm not done. He said, I told yeah. you, you got two takes. Walks off. We have to figure out how to yeah. shoot the scene now around him not being there. Cut to like right. five, five uh, days into shooting. My last day of work. It's the whole culmination, the payoff of like my character being charged with this harassment and I'm going to go to jail. It's in front of my parents. There's like six or seven of us in the scene. I have this whole sort of like monologue speech that I have to say that's going to pay off the whole struggle for my character. And when it comes to my mm-hmm. coverage, Don says, well, I'm done. Everybody else can go ahead and go home. And they brought in all the stand-ins with scripts in front of their hands <laughs> to read everybody's part while I did my coverage yeah. on camera. Uh, I had never experienced or seen it like that in my life. I was like, why is, every, huh? Everybody's going home? He yeah. just purposefully dismissed yeah. everybody so they could go home yeah. so I could just struggle and have to do this with no actors. Well, Nash Bridges, um, oh. he didn't work Mondays <laughs> or Fridays. I know a lot of actors who have that dream schedule, yeah. and that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually a... Yeah, I only work these days, three days a week or two days a week, which is awesome. I had a, yeah. I, I did a yeah. movie that the actor, the the actor I played his wife um, told me the second I walk into set, you have to refer to me as my character and talk to me like I'm my character. 
And I was yeah. like, okay. So it at the beginning, I thought it was funny. Then I thought it was so self-indulgent. Because listen, and I understand everybody's process. And I respect it. And I'm all about method. And you do what you have to yeah. do yeah. to make it right. you know. But it was a very simple movie. You're playing yourself. It wasn't that complicated. And this whole thing about, like, Ross, come to my trailer. You want to have lunch? And I will actually have lunch with this human being. Talking to him like he's his character. <laughs> no. I was like, what? Like, oh, like stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I just go, dude, you're not doing Sean yeah. and Sam. You know, that you're playing a mentally challenged. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. You want to you yeah, show up yeah. and you want to be. Well, you're not doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there are so many yeah. crazy stories yeah. that people come across in this business. And I, even when I'm, I work on my current show, we joke and we like love to share stories about all of our different experiences with people throughout the business. And I remember this one prop guy telling me a story of a show, big show, and I, I can't say the name of this, but big show that he was working on. And this lead actress um, had a flight to catch. She had to go to some some island for something that she had to do. They called her in for work. It was a night shoot. It's like midnight. They've lit everything. She shows up. She's pissed. She does all her hair and makeup, gets ready for set. Everybody's out there. It's like at midnight, ready to start the scene. They're calling for her. She's not coming. 30 minutes goes by. Hour goes by. They're knocking on the trailer. Not coming. Director's like, just fucking open the door. She's like, back. have her come out. She left, got in her car, drove to the airport, caught the flight, and fucking left. Hair and makeup ready. It was already left gone. While everyone was sitting on set waiting to shoot. Didn't tell anyone. Is she still yeah. working? Probably. This is what happens. Like, this is what's <laughs> crazy about this business, right? They condone bad yeah. behavior. It doesn't matter what you do, how disrespectful you are. It doesn't really matter. If you're hot at the moment, if you think they think you're a commodity or it's all about numbers, they will employ you over It is and getting over better again. though. It is getting better. People, it's not that, that flying like not it used getting to. Better. Not it's like it used not, to. I think it used no. to get it was way worse no. before. People in this business get away with I don't know. Everything. I don't know. They get away with everything. All right. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. All right. So another thing before we let you go. So one thing I we also have in common is you are in a biracial relationship. Your husband, African American. Yeah. You guys been together for how long? We met in, in 87 and yeah, he, we met right after, it's funny, I had moved to, to LA in 87 and we met like right, right at the end of 87. Wow. Um, but I had no interest. I was so driven. I was like, no, I'm not dating anybody. Out and there. musician too. Um, <laughs> and a musician. And yeah, I met him. I was looking at, um, at the apartment building across the street from where I was living. And he, he was like waiting in the lobby and we were both like waiting for the apartment manager. And I just was like, Oh, never seen anybody so beautiful in my life. <laughs> and, uh, we struck up a conversation and then, um, I ended up, um, uh, moving in and deciding to move into that apartment building. I wonder why. And, um, the apartment manager had told him, Oh, Hey, I want you to meet this, you know, girl that's moving into the building she's because she was always trying to like hook you know hook him up with people and she's like you know she's a model and you know young and cute and he was like no because he was like done with being like hooked up he's like i'm not interested so then she gets back to me and says oh i talked to david by the way and he's not interested and then i was like oh my god oh my so i literally avoided him like i would take my trash out and run around a corner if he was coming you know my way kind of thing and finally we ended up talking and he didn't know that that's who she was talking about but uh but yeah, now, you know, since 86. All these years later, years. two kids, you know, yeah. plugging away with a great marriage. We talk about this on the podcast all the time. Like it's, we've been together for, this is going to be year 11, 15, 15 total, together. but year yeah. 11 married. Yeah. And it's like the, you know, yeah. you got to always keep things fresh and interesting and 
and push yeah. the boundaries of your relationship because it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's a job to some degree. I don't want to make you, it sound you, you morbid. You know what he asked me right before we had you because we were talking about succession, about dysfunctional family and things. And you know how Shiv um, presented to Tom on the wedding night. Um, just so you know, you know, I've been cheating and I want to have an open relationship. You know, I want to spice it up. <laughs> and this one of my aunt was asking me, would you be comfortable <laughs> if I tell you? Oh my God, that she was funny. <laughs> Try to spice that, it up. That's why he wants to spice, spice it up. It and up. then he came clean and saying, you know what? I'm too jealous. I don't think I can handle it. Because what if you fall in love with a woman? We had fans ask the other day, did you guys ever watch porn together? Did you guys ever do this together? We're like, I don't know. Whatever makes yeah. it fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, you have to like, we go on date nights. Um, I think too, you know, we're both like really very strong personalities like you guys, but you know, opposites yeah. attract, right? So I, I love, like, you can never tell me to do anything. I have to choose to do exactly it. Right. I'm very, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a classic Sagittarian, you know, but at the same time, I demand that you're going to be loyal to me and, you know, understand me yeah. and give me my space. Yeah. And he's a Taurus and he's super like grounded and just kind of like, I think he just kind of watches me flit about and just kind of laughs to himself like, yeah, she's crazy. She'll come back. <laughs> and then, you know. <laughs> she's crazy. She'll come back. Um, so she'll come back. It's fine. But, you know, we like, I also think it's also like finding space apart. Like he loves to golf. He'll go off for hours yeah. golfing. You know, I like to go out and, you know, meet friends doing, you know, for lunch or whatever. I fly in film. I'm gone for a lot of time. Have so you ever it found that like... to be a challenge? Because that's one thing that oh, I don't think yeah. Roz and I, we always struggle with. We don't do long distance as much well. And that's one thing that we always struggle with. Like yeah. We yeah. try to get better at it, but. Um... Skype sex, Skype baby. Sex. Skype sex. <laughs> that's going to be the new one on the bucket list. Skype have we ever done, I don't get think it done. Have we ever done Skype sex? sex? We that's going to have to be the new one. New, the, 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 hey, Skype the sex. New the love lesson from nature and Skype sex. See, because I mean, you can be creative just on the phone when you do fun sex, but you know, sometimes you gotta show a little fun something. So, you know, you gotta bring some video into it. Well, every requests pictures. It's like, can you, send, can you send me a picture? Can you send me a picture of what? A picture of what? Of, of your teeth or something? Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. Oh my little God. Booty little booty shot. shot. Oh my God. Major, well, before we let you go, you know, I know you are a, a major advocate of, of mental health and you're, you're pushing a lot. And I know it's a, something you've been dealing with within your family for a long time and speaking out and representing. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to add to that as far as awareness goes? I know it's a battle that you keep pushing forward on. Yeah, it's, I mean, just in general, I just am trying to get, you know, I'm, I'm just sharing my story openly so that other people don't feel they're alone. But our son was just beginning his sophomore year of college. He witnessed uh, something traumatic at college and it seems to be what the trigger was that brought out his mental illness but I mean it took it took years to figure out what was going on and it sort of seemed like substance abuse at first you know now in hindsight you look at it and go oh that was self-medication um, but it was like a really in fact when we were doing Witches of East End it was still really new yeah, and wrong and yeah, I had a hard, hard time dealing with it. And, um, you know, you guys were so great and supportive for me, just, just being away and being a mess and, you know, all that stuff. But um, it's something that I immediately, as we were navigating and you're running into so many challenges in the, in the mental health world, um, 
finding out, didn't know this, that Screen Actors Guild at the time, this is before Obamacare came in and changed uh, our policies, thank goodness, there was no mental health care whatsoever, no benefits at all for mental health uh, through our insurance plan. So everything that we were doing, and there were like long, you know, hospital visits, trying to find long-term treatment plans, nothing, nothing's provided. And there's no real support resources. Um, there is one NAMI, um, which is National Alliance of Mental Illness, and it's like a, a, a big organization. They were very helpful in that you can go on their website, learn about different disorders, and it kind of gives you a little bit of a roadmap, but it's not it's not adequate. So as we went through, as I called hospitals begging them to take my son um, and being told no over and over and over again, him being turned away from the hospital too early. And this is when we lose, we lose people. They're not stable enough. They shouldn't be sent back to the streets or back home when, when the family's not, you know, they, they, they can't handle it sometimes when you're in a, um, uh, when you're in mania, pure mania, and you're in, uh, psychosis, no one can really handle that. You have to keep, you know, that, that patient, that person safe. So as I navigated it, I realized, um, first of all, I was not embarrassed whatsoever. It was not something I felt like I needed to hide. And I was like, anything that I learn along this path, I have to share it with other people. If I can make a difference to one other family, that's, you know, it's going to be huge because it was sitting in those like waiting rooms and talking to other families and learning just little bits and pieces here and there, what you could do to help your loved one. So once we kind of got past the real acute critical stage, um, I had run across, I had worked with Glenn Close on damages and I had seen that she started becoming very, um, spreading the word about mental health and mental health awareness. And so somehow I got connected to, I just reached out to her basically and said, I want to help you in any way that I can. If there's anything I can do, you know, this is personal to me as well. It ends up that she has a sister who was finally diagnosed at age 50 with bipolar disorder. Wow. And this was like a, just, she's brilliant. She's charismatic, but just seemed to always self-sabotage right before she would like land some amazing career opportunity. And the sister ended up finding out because her son was struggling and he was finally diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder. And she started realizing like, Oh, that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. And so together they've created this organization, bring change to mind. So I've become an ambassador for them. And, but I do everything like I go to Capitol Hill and I try to fight for healthcare reform. Um, I'm just doing anything and everything I can because I, I can't watch us lose another person. To mental illness it's it's ridiculous if somebody and i think it's the it's stigma even within communities i mean you know david talks about the black community and their attitudes toward mental health i mean it, it's a long generational thing where they're afraid to go to doctors they're afraid because of everything that happened you know with them and their struggle right so they they kind of turn to church or community but that's not enough sometimes mm -hmm. so it's breaking through all those cultural boundaries and this is a kind of a perfect thing. So as we were going through this, my mom, of course, knew everything that was going on. The doctors kept asking, is there mental illness in your family? And I kept saying, yeah, nothing that I know of. And, and David said, you know, I was adopted, so I don't know my side of the family. 
And I said, because, you know, it's, it's usually genetic and it'll run in the family. And so over and over again, I would ask my mom, is there anything in our family that you know of? And she was like, no, I can't think of anything. And just like a couple of years ago, and I'm like deep into mental health awareness at this point in education, I'm helping her move and we're coming across some paintings and she's saying, oh yeah, that was painted by my um, aunt uh, Emily. I think it was either Emily or Rosalind, one of the two, but she had two aunts. She knew one a lot better than the other, right? They were both painters. And she said, yeah, she, uh, the one aunt that painted this one painting, she, she was a lot more talented at painting, but I just didn't know her. And I said, well, why didn't you know her? And she said, oh, she lived her entire life in a mental hospital. I'm like, <laughs> um, hi. <laughs> Hello. So do you remember all those times I was asking you? Oh my God. And she goes, Oh, I didn't even think of it. And that's the yeah, attitude that yeah. we have to break wow. through. Yeah, right? problem. Being open, being, yeah, you just like, yeah. you know, you sweep that under yeah. the carpet. That doesn't wow. exist, but we got to be open. We got to talk about it because it's, it's just part of our body. It's yeah. just our mind is affected instead of our heart or our our well, so I'm just doing good, everything that I can. Yeah, good for you. And I, I love landscape. that you're doing that and putting that awareness out there and continuing to be the rock star that you are. So thank you so much for Thanks. coming on with us and chatting. Yes. Us big time. I wish we could do it in, in I know. person. I'm giving you a big, a big hug. Zoom hug. I know. I know. We admire you, Mama. <laughs> we love you. And, and keep being a rock star and directing and doing everything that you do amazingly. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you later. All right. Love you guys. Bye. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 en español.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right. Well, that was incredibly uh, educational. Yes. I mean, funny, but it's also, also educational. Talking to, a, to a veteran. You know, she's been around for so long. And, and like she said, you know, she um, covers all kinds of generations and they all love her. And she's a stunning woman. And, and you know what? Everybody has a story, Eric. You see, you see Mation, and, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that uh, she has two beautiful kids, and one of them deals with mental illness. And, and he's doing great, as a matter of fact. You know, he's a func- perfectly functional human being. Yeah, great kid. Very episodes. talented kid, too. Yeah. Um, so we mm-hmm. we appreciate it. So check out Riverdale. Riverdale just finished. The season finale just finished. But They're coming get ready back? For, of course, yeah. It's yeah, a, it's big, a biggest show. show on CW. One of the biggest shows, I should say, on CW. Um this I learned a-, a lot about my husband, guys. When this show me? is no. over, now we're going to have to have a conversation. I'm looking forward to the Skype know- sex that Mason I- just talked about. I know. All right, we're we so we're so we're so square. Fifteen we, years together, and we're never those. We gotta skies. figure out this stuff because when we start traveling, we've been spoiled. We've been in you know this uh, trapped in the house mode for a couple months now. We see each other every day. As soon as one of us starts traveling, we're gonna be. I'll be like, freaking no, out. I have a headache. No, I don't feel like freaking, it right now. Oh God, no, I don't want to have a compromising picture on my phone. Oh, God, I'm going to give you all kinds no, of No, I should have posted on Instagram. It'll just be her. I'll do it on Instagram. I'll do it for everybody Great. but you. Wow, thank you. Lovely. <laughs> all right. That thank was so it. Succession. What succession. is it? Succession. Oh, my God. Or succession. Sex session. Succession done. We'll see you next week. I right, love you. Love you. Subscribe to He Said Aya Vijo on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca, o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. 
That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.